and welcome to another episode of Fretman's Podcast. I am your host, Fretman. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Fretman's Podcast, episode 31. Did I get that right? Yes, episode 31. Well, let me turn down this mic. It's a little hot today. Well, that's 2020 for you guys. It's been a very hot year for us. We had to deal with uh, COVID-19 that we're still dealing with it currently as well. And also with uh, the inequality of this country and also the non-professionalism of these bad rogue officers that think they have the law in their hand who are making bad choices. Now, for those of you that know me personally and outside of uh, Fretman's podcast, would know where I'm coming from. And I will use this platform as a way to communicate to you, the listeners, that I support Black Lives Matter, but I also support good cops. I also support the victims of bad cops. It is possible to do both. There's no rule that says you can't do both. Now, before you start sending me your hate mail and want to have a whole discussion about it, let me tell you where I'm coming from. Hold on. Hold on with the emails and sending me IG uh, messages, hate mail, uh, phone calls. I've had that before. So that's not new for me. But let me tell you where I'm coming from. 2001, I took an oath to protect this great nation and to protect the county and the citizens of Los Angeles County. This is not the way I was trained. This is not the way we were told how to do things. This sickens me to the stomach on how these officers are acting and showing what kind of discipline they have. I'm very sure the training I received versus the training that these officers have received or received back in their in their state is totally different. They probably don't require the same amount of hours that we had to go through and that we endured. I really hope that this country comes together and rights this wrong and many other wrongs that, that have occurred in this country in the state, in this county, in this city. We live in one earth and humanity must prevail if we want to continue living on this earth peacefully. I do support the protest. I do support your freedom of speech. I do support that you should go out there and have your voice heard. But I don't support for the people that are taking advantage of these protesters and using this opportunity to loot, to damage to vandalize and to rob the hard work of all these small businesses large business corporations and all these shops that are being vandalized stolen um, of their goods stolen of their property and damaging vehicles that is in my book the worst thing you can do now let's get into the economics of all this now, I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not a CPA, so don't come back at me with verbiage that I really don't want to hear. Our economy is already struggling because of COVID-19. A lot of businesses are going to suffer because basically there's no one out to buy stuff. Now, I do see the other side where you're going to say, well, uh, we could have been working if they didn't have the stay-at-home orders. True. That is true. However, Is it worth your life? Because I definitely don't want to be at risk because of you. I'm already having lung issues. I don't want something else to trigger it and make it worse. So the moral of the story is don't be a career criminal that is probably going to infect or make a good officer sick 
and have to medically retire. Okay, okay, now I'll get off my high horse and you know what, let's talk about music. That's the one thing in this universe that makes us happy because it definitely makes me happy to introduce two young ladies who co-founded Musicians Unite Together Wherever. Now these young ladies are very smart. One of them's in New York, the other one's in Seattle. So you can literally say they're from coast to coast. Now, besides co-founding Musicians Unite, they are also a hell of a talented musicians themselves. Now, before we go into the interview that I had with these young ladies, we're going to open up with the single from one of these young ladies, and it's called Here It Goes Again. And I just love the intro on this one. And I think it's because of the mood I'm in. Welcome to another episode of Fretman's Podcast. On today's episode, we have uh, two co-founders, the creators of Musicians United Together Wherever Music, and that is Irene and Ariel. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Yeah. We're doing well. Thanks so much for having us. And how are you guys doing this morning? I know it's kind of early. Well, at least for me and Irene. Um, <laughs> Thank you for accommodating the timing. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're good. We're getting ready for a show to, or well, to host artists for a show today. So it's a good day. Awesome. Um, now, originally, did you guys start out uh, calling Musicians United um, Tune with Love or tune, Tunes with Love from New York and Seattle? Yes. There's a throwback. Okay. So, so tell me a little history about how you guys started. Yeah, Ariel, do it. Sure, yeah. Well, let's see. Um, right when this all began, let's see, I, I believe Irene had, I, Irene and I had met um, a little over a year ago when she um, booked me in her new tunes showcase out in Seattle. And um, we had always planned on doing something together. And hadn't figured it out what that was going to be. And then um, she had invited me out to a gig that she had. I believe it was at March 21st, Irene? Yes. 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 The canceled gig. The canceled gig. Um, so when all of this stuff went down, I, I wasn't going to make that show, but I knew that she had a gig. I knew that that was um, going to be canceled. So I thought, I think now's the time to try to collaborate on something. Some people are doing some live streams. Maybe we can do something cross country that would um, bring us together and um, through music. Awesome. And that's pretty much around the time that this whole uh, COVID-19 started to um, kind of roll out on us, isn't it? Well, exactly. That's why Irene's gig was canceled. And um, that's why I thought, okay, let's, let's do something in place of that and, um, and just try to make the best of, of the situation. And, and then I think it was your idea, Irene, to try to bring on some other folks during that time and make it into like a mini, a mini lineup, mini festival, right? Yeah, it's a little bit blurry right now, but I know that I wanted to, uh, capture 
um, the importance of the timing. Ariel and I, I were uh, now super disconnected because of the cancellation of the gig. We had planned to get together for a while. And the addition of shelter in place for everybody was hitting right at that time. And I, I don't know, I just saw an opportunity in that to like, well, if we're going to play some music, maybe, and, and people hopefully tune into us. And this was at, I don't know how many people were streaming live at this time. Um, I, I don't know. If, it, w- it wasn't as um, popular to it live was just, stream. It was just getting going, I think. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, who do you know? Who do I know? Who would want to do this type of thing together? And so we had, we added four more artists to join us. Um, and we made it into a little coast to coast theme because it happened that New York and Seattle were in the headlines a lot, um, at that time. So, so yeah, then it became a six person lineup and it, it was terrific. It was I don't know that 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 show in particular stands out as as um, it was it was like a sign of things are going to be okay. I know I know they're not right now, but <laughs> but things are going to be all right, and and we'll we'll always have music to bring us together. So, now so for, there you go. Now, for our listeners that are listening, in short. In short words, how would you describe Musicians United so they, they, they get a better understanding of what Musicians United is? I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first, Ariel, because you, you speak less than I do when I get... <laughs> um, so really, the, our full name is Musicians Unite Together Wherever. And really the idea, um, we are a community and a stage and a hangout place um, for people to come and both enjoy music, to perform music, to feel connected through music during this time of isolation and to feel less isolated and together and for musicians to be able to continue doing what they're doing and to connect to other musicians and to connect to fans um, and for uh, consumers of music and lovers of music to come and be part of that experience as well. <laughs> and, and the great thing is it's together wherever is a big part of it because we've really um, become international in our, in our performers and our viewers. So that's been a very cool thing about this. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> am I missing it? Am I missing anything? <laughs> um, he asked me, did you- Shut up. No, I'm just kidding. He asked me to keep it short. Uh, I agree. It is a community. We always, uh, from the get-go, we wanted a community-based feel to it. So so that we were bringing music to people who otherwise wouldn't have the means to, um, to hear new music, to see people to you know hang out otherwise um you know from our our logo um if you've received if you've received it is a is a couch 
<laughs> so the idea is join us, join us from your couch and we will bring you live music. So now, now these live performances are on Saturdays, every Saturday, correct? It's been happening for the last 11 weeks and they can tune in at what time? Uh, we generally get started at around 10 a.m. Pacific, right? We're right. starting. We're starting today at 10:30, um, and uh, we go. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say we go all day, but it the lineup changes every week. So we our longest festival day was an 8 a.m. to 8 p.m day um sets are 30 minutes long and our artists are booked all the way through um but like i said our shortest day was six artists and um so we had when last week we had two artists right and last last (laughs) week was special so we we managed to make it to the double digits of 10 and we celebrated it just just Ariel and myself performing and um we had artists drop by and and uh uh former uh performers of ours stopped by and dropped little love notes in our group and special thanks to well really special thanks to them for doing that but um they stopped by and either played a couple songs um and dropped them in the group or, or performed live just on, it, it was an unscheduled and um, very casual day, but it was a celebration of, of our 10th episode. Now, I can't hear myself here. Now, besides yourself, uh, besides uh, hosting and putting together a music festival, you guys as well are artists, and obviously one of you is in Seattle, one's in New York. I'm trying to see what's going on with my monitor here. You guys can hear me, right? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see, where was I going with this question? One of you has a new release coming out in, uh, in June 26th. The other one has a lot of album singles, EPs that have been put out already. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Who should we start? We'll start out with what's coming out now. And I believe it's called Love's on the Run, June 26th release. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited. That's um, a debut release for me. So um, I'm really, I'm looking forward, trying to, trying to get the word out. Can you give us a little insight on this song? Sure. Happy to. Um, the idea of the song is that, uh, it's a metaphor for love as an escaped, um, captive got away because it was neglected. So, um, it's, that's kind of the, the crux of the song. And, um, it's about not wanting to have to be a detective trying to find love. Um, and, and it's, it's fun. It's a fun song. <laughs> and and you're playing that acoustically, correct? Or have you gone into uh, electric now? Um, well, the the production is actually kind of like has a kind of dancey feel, which yeah. <laughs> which is is fun for me. But um, 
you know, if I'm streaming it or playing solo, I'll play that acoustic, but, um, it's, it's actually a pretty produced track with electric guitars and, um, some fun grooves. So do you, do you play electric on the, on the track? I don't No. Oh, okay. Do you play acoustic on the track or, or was it engineering? Did you have? Yeah, no, I, I did vocals on the track and, um, had a bunch of different musicians play on the track. Um, my producer, a multi-instrumentalist, played a bunch, and then we had some other musicians as well. Um, but I'm really looking forward. It's been a long time coming, though. And just recently, you collaborated with someone else, right? Chase the Moon with uh, Shy Breeze? Yeah, Shabrizi, um, who's a buddy of mine. We uh, connected through songwriting conferences and... Um, through Berkeley online, actually, um, taking some classes there. And, uh, yeah, we came out with a single, he, he has had an EP that came out and this was one of the singles featured singles on the EP called chase the moon. And, um, that was a lot of fun to write and, um, record with him. Uh, so yeah, check that out. It sounds like fun. And now Irene has a whole yeah. list of musics that, I, that I, you know, a big, catalog of music that I've, I've noticed and there's one that really stood out for me um oh. here it go here it goes again that oh caught, that one caught my attention um tell me a little about uh what music's coming out for you or what are you working on right now well i did i responded to your email this morning with um i sent you a link to my my upcoming single, which is called Shimmer Away. Um, it is actually a result, sort of as a result, a result of Shelter in Place. Um, my band is obviously apart from each other right now. So we all recorded, we all hunkered down and built our studios <laughs> in our houses and um, decided to record a video for the acoustic version, um, which is a very rare find for us anyway. Um, so we recorded an acoustic version, sent videos of each other to each other, and then mashed it all into a, a proper um, recording. Oh my gosh, my lighting just disappeared because my computer went away. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, we we self-produced an acoustic version of this song, Shimmer Away, and that's going to come up here. It, it actually has a drop date of June 19, and I had no idea Ariel was working on a release <laughs> on the 26th. So we have, like, one week of music release that's happening in June. I, I had no idea we were, we were doing it at the same time. Oh, I didn't know either. <laughs> Yeah. So, funny. <laughs> so that's yeah. So that that'll be out um um in the wide world on June nineteenth. But uh, you have it in your hands <laughs> as a little acoustic treat. Um, oh, and go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. I was just gonna say it's like I said. It's very r rare because on the track. I play uh, acoustic guitar and cajon and sing all three parts 
uh, of the harmonies and uh I'm the I don't usually multitask all that much in the studio so only out of was, the studio <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I'm, yeah so 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 it, it's different and it, it it's a different feel than the full band stuff that is already online and out in the world but it it comprises of mostly the same uh, people uh, on the on the instruments then uh, that 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 is represented like on CD baby or um, iTunes or anything like that okay and you primarily use that uh, uh, what is that purple or pink uh, jaguar that you have back there hanging behind you yeah I tried to, I tried to keep that visible yeah so there's a there's the jaguar in the center there's a red strat over there and my husband's rick that that's his go-to so Uh, now musically were you guys both trained in music or how did how did that start go aria (laughs) (laughs) um I mean, I'm thinking back. I mean, I grew up taking piano lessons, always singing, been part of, you know, choruses, acapella groups, um, and I guess started, uh, you know, as far as writing songs, um, probably, you know, in eighth grade, I started writing some songs and then came back to it kind of at the end of middle to end of college and then haven't stopped. (laughs) Now, you come from a background of musicians, right? Because I believe your brother plays music as well? He does. Wow, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I know. He's, speaking of detective. <laughs> but just to uh, my brother, yes. I uh, My brother, um, he's uh, he has a band. Uh, they get together probably once a year to perform. But he, he lives in L.A. and, you know, before all of this was flying back at times to rehearse with them and to write and stuff. And but he's come out with a couple of albums. Their group is called. Hints. Um, and when I was thinking back to that eighth grade memory, I was remembering at the time he was taking piano lessons and um, he was, he started writing some songs and I was like, Hey, if he can do that, I can do that. So he, he definitely, I think we've been inspirations to each other over, over the years, as far as, music and writing and every, and his annual show is what sort of kept me performing when I had sort of taken a break for a while. Cause he would always have me open for him, um, with his annual show. And then, you know, I started performing more, but nice didn't, you guys, didn't you guys last do a new year's Eve show? The, uh, we usually do it around that time. It's like a holiday show. It, the past few years, it's been early January. So yeah, it's new year's holiday show, that type of thing. Cool. I gotta look into yeah. that. I am here in LA, so I gotta look into that. Hey, this is oh, nice absolutely. having two people on the call because the other one asks questions too. <laughs> 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 Makes my job easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, Irene, how how did you get started in music, Irene? Um, uh, my earliest memory is probably well, my. My mother was a piano teacher, is, was a piano teacher, and we're a family of seven, so she wow. took it upon herself to try to teach all five kids 
how to play piano. Some of us took to it and some of us <laughs> didn't. Um, I, I, I am okay at piano, but um, my older brother, uh, one of my brothers, um, I mean, he, he's like off the charts, um, classical piano, jazz piano. I mean, he's kind of a music genius in this sense. He has perfect pitch. It's ridiculous. You, you want to hate the guy, but you can't. Um, and uh, so, but my earliest memory of being musically active was in the church choir. So um, all of the family was involved. We always sang together at home. Um, not always so joyfully, but mostly joyfully. And uh, and much like Ariel, I um, witnessed my brothers and sisters partaking in various projects. They would do school choir things, or they would do um, full band. You know, we would have full band practices in our living room. Um, and much the same, I was, uh, you know, where do I fall in that mix? Um, so in high school, I insisted that my mom buy me a, an electric guitar. So of course I ended up with probably the cheapest electric guitar there was with a family that large. <laughs> and, uh, I played the same three chords for probably the next few years and wrote, wrote some terrible music and uh, convinced some other guitarists that we were in a band together. And uh, we uh, played, again, we played terrible, terrible music. It, it wasn't until probably um, my late, late teens, 19, somewhere in there, that I actually chased after music um, in the industry sense. So um, <clears throat> I auditioned band members and I found people who were good <laughs> at this thing and wrote what I thought were very meaningful from the heart songs. And this was all around the time when we, I was listening to Alanis's new album and uh, I'm going to age myself here and uh, uh, the Cranberries and don't worry, uh, I think we're all the same age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was all at this epic. I don't know if it was new, but it was very empowering. And I was, the girl in the band, I was the lead singer of the band. And I don't know why I did this to myself, but I gave myself a deadline and I said, I'm going to, I'm from Ventura County. So, um, I gave myself this crazy weird deadline and I think I borrowed it from somebody too. And I said, by the time I'm 21, like I thought that was old. Um, by the time I'm 21, I'm going to play a gig at the Ventura Theater. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that, that was a pretty big deal. And 
21 was approaching <laughs> and um, uh, who was coming to town. It was the, the Dixie Dregs. I don't know if either of you are familiar with um, the Dixie Dregs, but I wasn't at the time, but Steve Morse of formerly of Deep Purple, I want to say, had a band called the Dixie Dregs and they were coming to town and the venue told us they were looking for an opening act and I couldn't believe it. I was, I was beside myself that an, a huge act was looking for an opening band and that's the way that music worked. I didn't know that that was the way that music worked. So of course we took the gig and I got my landmark of I'm going to play a show at the Ventura Theater in front of the 300 listeners. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a nice way to start. <laughs> it was pretty frightening. And uh, it was not, I mean, you know, it, it was a remarkable event. I, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, it was my best show, but it was a meaningful show. And then by then, and of course, I forced my way to talk to Steve Morse, the guitarist, and, you know, tried to rub elbows as if it meant anything. And, um, you know, it it was, it it, it was really meaningful and building in the sense that I uh, learned that you can pretty much do anything. <laughs> this is going to sound so Marty McFly or was it Doc Brown? I don't know. Um, yeah. If you set your mind, no, George McFly. There you go. If you set your mind to it, yes, <laughs> you, can, you, you can, you can do anything. <laughs> Talking about back to the future. They are on Netflix, all three of them. <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> so that was my start. And then I, from there, um, man, I, I did, uh, a few, few, um, I was in a few, uh, projects from there and, uh, dabbled in, um, um, various projects, but I think for most of the time up until now, which is incredible for me to say out loud, I spent most of that time, I think, writing um, throughout the time I was either playing in somebody else's band or a, a cover band, but I was still writing music. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my story. I'm going with it. <laughs> now, as far as influences, who were your major influences? Yeah, Ariel, who are they? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right, all like knee jerk. But um, I mean, I've been like uh, obsessed with diff- different people at different times, <laughs> um, you know, but people who come to mind, you know, it's like going back to Madonna and Billy Joel and, you know, certainly the Indigo Girls and the Lilith Fair crew, you know, I was a big fan of Lilith you know, going from different show to different show. Um, Dar Williams, um, 
you know, and I'm a huge fan of just top 40 pop as well. So, you know, Pink and Taylor Swift. Um, and I, now currently I listen to a lot of country as well. So I'm sort of all over the map, but just love a good song, love a great song. So, um, but yeah, good. that's in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Irene? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um I'm trying to think of music that actually uh, uh, that influences my songwriting. Um, I've been told that uh, there are hints of um, Natalie Merchant and 10,000 Maniacs um, in my early writing. Um, and I don't take, I take that as a compliment. I loved that era of music that music and and like yes at that time REM was kind of big um uh I just remember those uh two groups being mentioned in in the circles that 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 I was in but um I mean I I'm a music fan I I I enjoy various aspects of the making of music. So I enjoy uh, um, overall production. Like um, I just remember thinking when I listened to um, like Avril Lavigne for the first time, this is very off, you know, the other way from Natalie Merchant, but, um, I remember thinking, how do you produce a sound like this? I mean, it, it's so crisp and it's, you know, and it's catchy. It's, there's a hook. And how do you produce this? And of course, I was not, not a produced musician at the time. So I didn't even know what it meant to, to have um, a, a team of production people to work on music. but. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, influences for writing um, probably even as early as '60s. You know, the I was a big monkeys. I'm a nerd for the monkeys, um, and anything with with a good harmony in it. I um, I listened to the Archies as well, so. Wow, that's really aging me. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a power pop advocate. So, the genre of power pop, pop itself is a sort of non. You can't really describe it in a nutshell, but the true fans of power pop will probably give you sort of a jingle jangle you know, feel an answer or if if you're a fan of 80s music, they'll tell you you haven't, uh, I'm heavily influenced by the Go-Go's or the Bangles, um, just because I can't stand having just a single vocal in my songs. There are several layers of harmonies in in anything that I want to put out in the world. So that's a lot of different influences, but 
<laughs> That's what makes music amazing, you know? You can have different... Uh, different genres you can you know go from country and mix it with uh you know pop which i think ariana just did with um chase the moon you know it's got that uh. poppy sound but kind of country yeah. and, and that's what makes it unique and and incredible that you can diverse into a lot of genres and yet it sounds wonderful agreed and it's so needed right now i think new new finds in music right now and and being able to have access to new music i think right now is is charging people with um the new energy that they need or or new comfort even that that is so necessary so again back to the um Musicians Unite Together Wherever group, I think we sort of tried to blend the fact that we were making music, we are music creators, we are creators, and we wanted the, not, the, the, we didn't want the, the power of it, but we wanted to give that, um, ability to enable and encourage people to keep creating in in the confines of their own home and be able to share that um, without a ticket price you know without a ticket price right now um, we ask for donations because we're a two-person team on two different coasts and um it's a lot of work to wrangle 18 artists in one day. <laughs> yes, that definitely is always difficult just to wrangle just one artist and have them on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I find it rough to be on time. <laughs> <Myself. laughs> yes, yeah, uh, someone that's worked as stage manager, it's very difficult to try to get artists on time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been there. I've been there, done that. Now, as technology has really played a key role on making musicians united together wherever, a very successful um, music, live music festival. I'm going to call it live because it is pretty much live performance. Uh, yeah. Are, you guys aren't pre-recording it, are, are you? <laughs> no, okay. definitely not. <laughs> I'll be a lot no, of editing. Although, although that's a, that's an idea. <laughs> no, yeah, I would lose the lose the spark. I think. I I think <laughs> when we um, came up with the idea for this format, I told Ariel specifically that I uh, I I did not want any pre-recorded music <laughs> to be allowed. Um, people do um, vocalists will use tracks pre-recorded tracks to sing to because you can't um not include talented vocalists who don't have you know don't play in instruments and so yeah pre-recorded tracks is is fine um but it's definitely not we're not a karaoke club um 
we're not a karaoke show. Uh, although the, there is cover music that that is performed on the show, um, we are largely original music. Um, most of our performers are mainly writing their own music, right? Is that true? Yeah. I mean, people do covers, but they're, I don't, I think everybody who's been on has been, um, performed original music. Yeah. Which I think, again, the statistic is wild to me that we've had now 80 performers or performances and that each one of these groups or, um, individuals have brought original music to the show I mean it's you know mind-blowing it's it, it it's wonderful it's a wonderful thing that people want to share their music and they're doing it in a this is it's not mandatory to be part of our group it's not we're not pushing a product at all you know we're not selling anything, um, uh, although we could. <laughs> um, T-shirts, we, hats, stickers. <laughs> yeah, we've thought about it. <laughs> yeah, we've thought about it. Um, th- not that, not that the show doesn't um, uh, deserve that type of attention, yeah. but um, we we do heavily promote our artists. And, um, and we stick by them and we support them. And we, um, newly included the aspect of doing, I, I don't know why I thought I was going to be good at this, um, live interviews on Instagram with our artists, with our featured artists. And, um, and that br- br- brings a whole new level, as you know, to meet and greet um, a performer after they've done a set of live music, it's a whole new depth. Yes, it's a whole um, new room. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so speaking to an artist after they've dumped their heart out, you know, onto a, a you know per- performing thirty minutes of music one in their living room or closet or basement and two in front of potentially 700 people they don't know. Um, and three, you know, the internet kind of lives on forever. So their, their, their performance is sort of on repeat for as long as they keep their video up and share it with us. Um, it's an interesting time to capture a live artist. So, so yeah, we've integrated live interviews and, and those have become a, a, a valuable piece to the show. I'm sorry. I, I don't even know why I went on that tangent. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you, you were talking about technology and, and um, we sort of talked about. You covered everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do want to say something about the interview. It just made me think the post interview and how in some ways that 
I wasn't thinking about it, but you know, after you perform a live set for however many people, but you're not hearing applause or you're trying to see comments, like I think there's probably something relieving about being able to talk to somebody right after in a way, because it is a different thing to perform without um, having, you know, you get feedback you do. And if people who are very, you know, very in tune with their comments that they're getting or their hearts or whatnot, but it's a different thing than live interaction with somebody. So I don't know. There's probably something nice about that. And that's what I was going to say way with it's an eerie feeling because you're so used to seeing people in front of you and you're getting feedback within seconds immediately. And you could tell whether or not they like you or they like your performance because the room goes silent. And with the internet, it's hard <laughs> to get that feedback because you're, you're, you are seeing the comments and the hearts and the applause, little applause hands, you know, as it goes, streams up. But it, it's not the same feeling. And you're, I, I feel like you don't get the same adrenaline rush like you do when you're on a live performance with a f live audience. I yeah, mean, no, it really, it really is a totally, it is a totally different thing to hear silence after you finish a song. I think for a while I just started laughing after because it's such a strange <laughs> moment. You finish the song and you're like, okay, <laughs> now what? Just like on, on with next? the show. Right. What's yeah. next? And, um, I think it was my, my brother, actually, speaking of my brother, <laughs> who he's been tuning into when I've been performing and he'll, he'll give me feedback as good brothers always do, right? Whether you like it or not. <laughs> and, um, he said something about getting too caught up in the comments and how I should turn my phone away to the other side so that I can't see, should turn my device away. And I thought, oh my God, if I didn't see the device there, I would literally be lost like because there'd be not I mean I'd be looking out the window essentially like so in some ways being able to see something for me has felt important um you know whether it's a heart or just myself in the in the view or you know whatever it is but it's a very strange thing to not have something to direct your energies toward that's really interesting because I purposefully turn mine away oh wow okay See, everyone's uh, different. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, I started um, with the front-facing camera and all the hearts and the, and trying to read the comments, but um, there was one person, a friend slash fan of mine reached out to me and said, you're not a left-handed guitarist. Oh, I, said, <laughs> I said, that's true. Um, thank you for noticing. And he said, he said, you're not representing yourself accurately and people should really know the real you. And I mean, it's very nice about it. And I thought, wow, I, one, people are actually watching and two, they're paying attention to the orientation of my guitar um, <laughs> not being correct. And ever since that comment, and it was a, a, like a direct message to me, and I love him. Um, but ever since that day, I turned my camera around and I don't, I have a separate device that shows me the comments next to me, but it, but 
to a fault because I don't have a ton of people that tune in to my live shows. They tune in for the show, for the festival, um, and for the artists that we curate. And I think that that's wonderful. Um, I'm not at the Saturday festival to promote myself on the days that I don't perform, obviously. But even on the days that I do perform for the festival, I feel like my job first and foremost is hosting the show. So, um, so it's a, a little bit, um, you know, when you have four people in the room as opposed to a hundred people in the room, uh, digital room, the, vi- the virtual room, you know, you feel like, uh, I'm hanging out with four people and I don't know who they are. Um, I, 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 I just choose not to look because if we're, if we're all practicing our craft and doing this to get better at what we do, then I, for me, I think I need to concentrate more on my performance and just give it everything that I know how to give, whether or not one person has tuned in or 20 people or, or whatever. And, and this is all based on that one guy not wanting to see me as the guitarist. <laughs> My brother did make that comment about the lefty thing as well. Just so you know, <laughs> he gave me a hard time. Isn't there a way to switch that? And I believe there is. I think we have a little video that one of our artists um, posted in our sound check room. Um, yeah, telling you how to technology. T- yeah, telling you how to do that. Yeah. Well, the sound check room thing that Irene came up with, I think, is a really cool thing that I would have never come up with, but we do ask that our performers do a sound check there so they can listen back to the quality. And so they're not, um, surprised at the last minute with some kind of flub or, you know, glitch or, you know, face, uh, what is it? Producer, live producer on all this stuff. So yeah. Anyway, I think it's a, it's a I thing. think a lot of us do that. Um, I did that yet last night with my brother-in-law, so <laughs> that's how I knew it was going to work. <laughs> okay, good. You, you've got to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, nowadays, you know, you kind of have to try it first before you do it. It's it's hard to just you know show up, hook up an amp, and start playing. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. you, it's a different a different world now <laughs> altogether. So it, it, we definitely it is to. so different. It is so different, and I, I um, have had artists who fighting with technology, you know, and they don't want to play. They they they're uh, I'm discouraged by needing to learn to be their own sound check person and be their own lighting technician and be their own. And look at me here sitting in the dark basement. But, um, you know, they're, they're discouraged by that. So they have either discontinued their creative process because of it and they felt stunted. Or they've taken on the challenge and said, yes, I'm going I'm to take this time to learn about Facebook and learn about Instagram and learn about audio 
USB interfaces or whatever. And, um, but, but I feel sad for those that are discouraged and I, and what we have found it, that the most comforting thing is that our artists sound best when they forget about the technology piece and just prop up their camera, their phone, and just sing and play their instrument. And, um, and we can hear them and we can see them. And that's all, all we're asking for. It's not, you know, please don't overthink it. Just share what you have. And um, luckily, phones mobile phones are magically um, the answer to a lot of our tech questions. Yes. Uh, Again, on the tech rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of a nerd myself too. So um, yeah, technology has evolved a lot, which makes it definitely, you know, you, you're, you're carrying around a portable size computer that has the quality of a production camera and an audio microphone that is has very good quality. Um, so yes, yeah. phones are very very useful nowadays, uh, especially in our, in our time of world right now that we're in, which is you know sad but you know a, a true reality. So mm-hmm. um, with that, I'll, I I do want to thank you guys for coming on the show. And giving me the opportunity to have you guys on the Frontman's podcast. Um, I know Irene, I think I've researched you that you've been on a different podcast with Mike's Daily Podcast. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've done a, a handful. <laughs> but it's always new and wonderful to, like I said, especially now, it's wonderful to interact with new 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 people with uh, um new faces in this case and um to share information that would otherwise not be shared so thank you for asking yeah Um, thank you so much this has been wonderful i I do want to thank um swata uh swata bliss from uh She's an artist out there in Seattle as well. She's the one that uh, tuned me into you guys. So I had her on the Swagata. show. Swatika. I'm sorry. Oh, cool. I apologize, Swatika. <laughs> we're, got, we're all going to get it wrong. Just delete that part. Yeah, I'll edit it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's Swagata Bliss Bliss Yes. Uh, yeah, she's the one that got me guys you know, in tune to you guys. So. And that, that was pretty right. cool what you guys were doing. And I, I was amazed on how many people were involved and the number of musicians as well as the number of fans and viewers that you guys were attracting. And it's incredible how much music is out there and it's not being heard. There's a lot of artists. There's a lot of music. I mean, there's music coming out daily as opposed mm-hmm. to Fridays like the industry used to have it. So it's amazing, and there's a lot, there's tons of music out there that I, and I'm a music freak. I love music. I, I, I'm a geek of the sound. I make sound here at home as well in my studio. So, but I do want to cool. thank you guys for giving me the time, the opportunity. You guys have something pretty amazing going. 
Thank you. And then where can they reach, uh, where can fans reach you guys? Or listeners reach uh, you guys? We have newly started the official the official Facebook page, which is Together Wherever Music. And we share each of the live streams uh, on that page. So today, if you uh, tune in at any time, you'll find a live stream from our artists there at Together Wherever Music. And we're also on Instagram at Together Wherever Music. Where else are we, Ariel? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I think I think I think you covered it. Yeah, right? the group the group itself it, it's 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 a little harder on Facebook to to find groups. So um the group which is a community of over 700 members now which is wild. Wow. Um all around the globe. Um so I'm proud I'm really proud to say that that we're an inst international institution now, which is crazy. Um, um, the group is Musicians Unite Together Wherever, right? That's what the group is called. Yeah. And it, there's no short link to it, unfortunately, but it is linked to our page. So it, it is prominent there. And, and um, that that's, who we have to th thank for our viewership, I think, is really the, the people who have joined that group. We started at our first show um, with our six-person lineup, and we had, like, what, I don't know, 50, 70 members, something, which is not small. I did not, I did not anticipate a group coming together and staying together. And now there are 700 members in this group of willing participants to, uh, you know, have music brought to them. So it's, it's a fantastic thing. And the community is very supportive. Uh, I think that's one of the things that keeps us going every week. So. Absolutely. That's where you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can find you every on Saturdays. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, that would be brunch hours for us. Uh, if you're in the East Coast, that would be, uh, you know, mid-afternoon snack time, which is perfect for either tea or, you know, a glass of wine and some good music. Exactly. Well, we hope to find you out there. In the world of online, we see we, your hearts coming to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I'll definitely be tuning in uh, today, actually, this Saturday. So I'll, I, uh, last Saturday, I did drop by just to kind of check it out. And then uh, wow. that's kind of what, what made me pull the trigger and say, you know what, let me ask these young ladies, see how they're doing. See what are they up mm -hmm. to and, you know, how can people be involved and get involved with that? Thank um, you. Yes, thank you so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll edit this and uh, get it out there for you.
We're doing 65 in a 55 and there's no red lights here to slow. Wow, what an incredible interview with the co-founders of Musicians United together wherever they have put a lot of time and effort into uh, featuring a lot of musicians, a lot of performers, and they are an incredible artist themselves. So do me a favor, buy their album, buy their singles, and follow them on Musicians United Together, wherever you can catch them. Like they said on Facebook, just type it in, search it, and enjoy the show. They have tons of artists, musicians, performers every Saturday there's something new it's incredible what they're doing and what they're doing for the community I do want to personally thank them for giving me the opportunity and the time to interview them it was fun talking to them I really enjoyed it and uh, it made my interview much easier having two people versus one-on-one so it definitely I definitely enjoyed it thank you very much ladies now, don't forget to subscribe to Fretman's Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, or on Twitter. That's right, we're on Twitter. Uh, other than that, don't forget, we're still going through pandemic. Wash your hands, keep safe, six feet away. And um, somewhere in some place, you will listen to that one song that will forever change your life. Take care, my listeners.